Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today, Rabbi Schneider continues teaching from Psalm 23, The Mysteries of God's Ways. For the past week, we've been focusing on one of David's most familiar psalms, Psalm 23, and it paints a beautiful picture that's meant to inspire a sense of calm. David describes the peace that comes when we step into the presence of the Good Shepherd. And on today's program, Rabbi Schneider is going to show us what it means to pursue God in this special way. If you're looking to transform your heart and your mind in 2024, Rabbi's going to explain how. And remember, you can also find our study guide for today's message online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Now here is Rabbi Schneider. Many of you know Psalm 23, but I guarantee you that you're going to receive something different than you've ever received before. I'm in the fourth verse of Psalm 23. I'm calling this study, He is All You'll Need. This series is available online or through our 800 number at the end of the broadcast. It's called, He is All, Beloved, We Need. Listen to me for a second, beloved ones. If you will truly take the Word of God to heart, as it's revealed in Psalm 23, God is gonna add something to your spiritual walk with him. It's important for you to know that when I share these words with you, this is more than a sermon to me. These words are spirit and our life. I wanna pick up with these words. In verse number four, David said, I will fear no evil, he said, for you are with me. I wanna talk about this concept today of God being with us, about presence and favor. Listen what David said. I'm going to read all of verse four here. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he said, I fear no evil for you are with me. I want to focus today, beginning with, for you are with me. David knew that God's presence was with him. And he also knew that God's favor was on him. And because David knew that God was with him, that God loved him, and that God's favor was on him, David knew he didn't have to be afraid. Father, you said to David that you were with him. David said, for you are with me. So I wanna ask you, Father God, will you help me know in a greater way that you're with me? Jesus, you said that you would never leave me or never forsake me. Jesus, you said, I am with you always. But I have to admit, King Jesus, that there's times in my life that I feel alone. That there's times that I kind of know you're with me, but I don't really feel it and, and I don't really sense it. And it feels to me like you're far away and I believe in you, but my belief in you is as a God that's somewhere out there and I don't really have a consciousness of the fact that you're with me. So King Jesus, Father God, Holy Spirit, I ask you to help me be more aware that you're with me, that I can be like David, that I can know Jesus, that you're with me. Father, that I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but I fear no evil, for I know that you're with me and that your rod and your staff, Abba God, they comfort me. So Father God, once again today, I wanna thank you that you're with me, even as you're with David, you're with me. Father God, thank you for your presence on my life. 
thank you for your favor on me. Beloved ones, let's just begin to praise him now. Father, thank you that you're with me. Thank you that your presence goes with me wherever I go. Father, thank you that you live inside me. Thank you, Jesus, that where I go, you go. Thank you, Jesus, that you said you'd never leave me or forsake me. Thank you, Jesus, that you're with me. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Father, thank you for your favor on me. Thank you, Father God, that I know that I'm one of your precious beloved ones. Thank you that in Christ Jesus, I know that your favor is on me, that you love me, that you're causing all things to work together for good in my life. Thank you, Father, for your presence and your favor. Doesn't that feel good to do that? You see, it's important, beloved ones, that we agree with truth. We're not dictated by our feelings. Beloved, we're dictated by the Word. And we bring our will into agreement with the Word. And so when Jesus says, I am with you always, even as David said here, you are with me, we don't say, well, God, I don't know if you're with me. And that's not what we do. We come into agreement with the Word, and then we begin to thank Him and praise Him for it. And we say, Thank you, Jesus, that you're with me. You see, beloved, our faith and our experience will not rise above our confession. So we have to confess the word of God and come into agreement with the word of God so that our faith can rise and our experience will be lifted up in the spirit. So when we read the scriptures, beloved ones, we agree with what God's word says. We don't say, oh, but I don't know if that applies to me. Oh, I see it's there, but it doesn't seem like it's for me. No, what we do, beloved, is we agree. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We agree that it's true for us, whether you feel it or not. And as you begin to agree with it and begin to confess it and begin to praise God for it, Jesus said, my word is truth. As you begin to thank him and praise him for it and receive it, then all of a sudden, we start to feel different. Listen to me. You wake up in the morning. You start your devotional, but you don't feel anything. You feel separated from God. You feel empty. You don't feel like you have any faith. You're not feeling any sense of expectancy. What do you do? You do your devotional anyways, despite what you feel. You begin to feast on God's word, and then you begin to confess it out loud and say it is true. This is true about me. You do love me. You are with me. You are working in my life. You begin to confess it. And when you begin to confess it, suddenly there's a shift that goes on in the spirit world and you begin to feel different. Listen to what I'm going to say. The way to change your emotions is through motion. In other words, when you take action, when you put yourself in motion, it's going to change your emotion. So the way you change your emotions from being sad and feeling empty and feeling faithless and feeling depressed is you put yourself in motion and you start agreeing with and confessing God's word. And you begin to start saying, thank you, Father God, that greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. Thank you, God, that I am more than a conqueror through Jesus that loves me. Thank you, Father God, that neither height or death, breath, width, things past, things present, or things to come can separate me from the love of God. Thank you, Father God, that I am more than a conqueror. Thank you, Father God, that you're causing all things to work together for good in my life. Thank you, Father, that even this that I'm going through right now, this difficult season, this difficult time, this hard time. Thank you, Father God, that even this is causing something great to happen in my life because your word says that the temporary trials, 
that I'm going through in this present time are not worthy to be compared with the eternal glory that they're working in me. And you begin to speak God's truth. You agree with God's truth. And beloved, as you do that, things begin to change. You begin to get a new perspective. Your feelings begin to shift. The atmosphere becomes different. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi will be right back. If you're looking to better equip yourself in your study, pursuit, and growth in Jesus the Messiah, be sure to go online and explore our treasury of Messianic content. You'll find Messianic teaching tools and videos, information about God's seven annual feasts, the Hebrew names, titles of God, and so much more. This content is ready and available for you today online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Just as this program has been a blessing to you, you can multiply the blessing with others. It's simple when you become a monthly partner. Give a financial gift of any amount today or set up your monthly automated gift by calling this number 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or you can visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com when you give your equipping others for Jesus' return. And now, here is Rabbi Schneider. David continues on here in Psalm 23, and he says this, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. What does he mean when he says your rod and your staff, they comfort me? Well, a rod, beloved, was the instrument that the shepherd used to discipline the sheep. You know, sheep need discipline. We know that they easily go astray. Most of us have learned this. And so one of the ways that the shepherd kept the sheep on the right path was through the rod, through the rod, beloved, of discipline. You know, the Bible tells us that the father disciplines every child that he receives to himself. Paul talks a lot about this. The author of Hebrew talks about this. They said, you had earthly fathers that disciplined you for your own good. They said, how much more your heavenly father And even though the scripture tells us that discipline is hard when we're going through it, the end result, the scripture said, is the peaceful fruit of righteousness. The scripture goes on to say that everyone that the Lord receives, he disciplines, and that he that's without discipline is not a child of his. And so when David says here, your rod and your staff, they comfort me, David is saying, I'm comforted knowing that I'm kept on the right path through your discipline. I pray for the Father's discipline. I ask Jesus for discipline because I'd rather be disciplined and stay on the right path than to not be disciplined and end up on the wrong path. So I crave the Father's discipline because I want his best. So if my heart or actions begin to drift astray to the left or to the right, backward or forward, I want him to discipline me immediately because I want to be right where he is. Because where he is, beloved, there's tremendous fruit and tremendous blessing. That's why the scripture says that the end result of discipline is the peaceful fruit of righteousness. So let's ask this question. David said, once again, let's read off all of verse four, put it in context. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So David is saying, I don't have to be afraid of anything and I can go through everything in this world with confidence because I know that you're with me that your love, your presence, your favor is on me, that I don't have to be afraid of making a mistake because you're disciplining me in my life. Now, this isn't an excuse, beloved, 
when I say that we don't have to be afraid of making a mistake. This isn't an excuse to not be responsible to God, to not be accountable to him. This is not an excuse to say, if we sin, so what, it doesn't matter, or God will forgive me. No, what I'm saying here is that as we're thirsting after God, we don't have to be afraid that we're going to make a mistake, because if we do get off to the left or the right, as long as our heart is right with him, he's going to just keep gently disciplining us so that we keep going forward. You know, walking with the Lord is like bumper ball. Some of you know bumper ball. It's when you take a little child to the bowling alley. And when you take a little child to the bowling alley, the child doesn't have the ability to roll the ball straight down the alley. They can just kind of give it a push. So what the bowling alley does is they put bumpers in the aisleways where the ball would go for an adult. In other words, they're like a puffy thing. So if the ball starts heading off and it's going to go into the gutter, what happens is there's like a cushion in the gutter. So it doesn't go into the gutter, but it hits the cushion and the cushion puts it back to the center. And then if the ball starts heading off to the other gutter, there's a cushion over there too. The ball hits the cushion and it puts it back towards the center. This is what the discipline of the Lord is like. If we begin to go to the left or the right, when we're seeking him and we're in love with him, and we want to do what's right, and we're trying to do what's right, we don't have to be afraid of making a mistake and getting way off track. Because David said, his rod guides me. His rod, David said, and his staff, they comfort me. So don't be afraid of the discipline of God. Thank him for his discipline. It's a sign of his favor on your life. And you know what? When you pray for God's discipline in your life, you're gonna become a lot more effective. You're gonna become a lot stronger because God is gonna deal with you in areas that are for your benefit, for you to be dealt with you about, and the result of it's gonna be blessing, it's gonna be the peaceful fruit of righteousness. So let's do what I've been training us to do. Let's just speak about the scripture, but let's engage with God through the scripture by praying to him about it. You see, the words on the page are a reflection of the person of Jesus. Jesus said, listen, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, John 1, 1, and the word was God. And then it continues on and it says, and the word became flesh. So Jesus, who is the word, became flesh. And so the word of God that we read in written form is actually an extension of the person of Jesus himself, who is the word. And so what we do is we take the words on the page that are a reflection of the substance of Jesus himself, and we then begin to dialogue with them through prayer about the word. And so let's just do that right now as it relates to discipline. Jesus, we thank you that you discipline us. Like David, we thank you that you keep us on the right path through your rod. We want to be disciplined. Let's pray together. We want to be disciplined, Father God, because we know that the end result of discipline is the peaceful fruit of righteousness. So, Father God, we trust you and we submit ourselves to your discipline. Father, please discipline me because I want to be a child that's walking as one that's well-pleasing to you. And I know that discipline trains me to walk with you in righteousness and that when I'm walking with you in righteousness, I'm walking in a place where I'm being fully blessed by you. So thank you for your discipline in my life. Amen? Are we in agreement with that, church? Amen. Discipline, beloved, is a great thing. David continues on, and he's not only feeling safe because of the fact that he knows that God's discipline is active in his life, protecting him, 
but he also feels confident and secure because he knows that God is his comforter. And so he says once again in verse number four, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He's comforted to know that he's protected by the discipline of God. It's just like children. Children feel secure when parents have boundaries that have been placed in their life and those boundaries are consistently enforced. That's discipline. David felt secure because he knew that God treated him like a son and that God had boundaries in his life and that if David went outside the boundaries, the father would discipline him. That gave David comfort. So David said, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. If you're a parent right now and you have children, you're not doing your children any favor if you don't put up boundaries in their life and then discipline them and be consistent in enforcing the boundaries. So David says, your rod, get it now, and your staff, they comfort me. The staff, beloved, is a symbol of comfort. The shepherd would hold up the staff to show the sheep where to go. It would give the sheep comfort. And aren't you so thankful that Jesus said, I will not leave you alone, he said. I love what Jesus said in John 14. He said, I'm going to send you the helper. I love the fact that Jesus described the Holy Spirit as the helper, and he called him, get it now, the comforter. So David was taking comfort in the comforter. David was being comforted by the Holy Spirit that was leading in his life. God was ministering to David through the Holy Spirit. David said, take not thy spirit from me. Now in the present age, just for clarification, the spirit is available to everybody that put their faith in Jesus. In the dispensation when the Hebrew Bible was written, the Holy Spirit was only given in full measure like he is today to kings and priests and prophets. Certain selected individuals that God's purposes on earth could be fulfilled and so he could prepare the way for the kingdom. But David was one of those select individual that had such a unique calling that he had a marking on his life by the Spirit of God. And I want to encourage you as we think about this concept of having a comforter in our life, having a helper in our life. Jesus said, I'm with you always. And my rod and my staff, they comfort you. I want to encourage you to thank God for his comfort. Thank the Holy Spirit for being your helper. Doesn't it give you great comfort to know that God has given you a helper? That you don't have to do it alone. Jesus said, I will not leave you alone. Jesus said, I'm gonna send you another. I'm gonna send you the helper, the comforter, the Holy Spirit. I'm so thankful to know that if I feel weak, I've got one that comforts me and helps me. If I need faith, I can reach out to the Holy Spirit to help me. I can reach out to the Holy Spirit to bring me into a deeper relationship with God. I can reach out to the Holy Spirit to increase my faith. This brings me great comfort, beloved, that I know I have a helper. You know what? You also have a helper. And all you and I need to do is to reach out to God for help. We're learning to seek solace and strength, just as King David did when he penned the 23rd Psalm. This is Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and you're listening to our Bible teacher, Rabbi Schneider. You know, when we come together in agreement with the Word of God, our faith soars, and the reach of God's kingdom, it expands. 
here on the earth. We want you to become an integral part of this divine mission. And your faithful partnership, it's more than just financial support. It's a shared endeavor to spread the good news of Jesus all around the world to those who are lost and who still need to find a savior. So won't you join with us this year and sow the seed of hope and healing? Together we can expand our influence and we can point a greater number of people into the arms of our faithful shepherd, King Jesus. Rabbi? Beloved, I hope and trust that you received something and were blessed by today's broadcast. Now I want to give you the opportunity to do something even greater than receiving, and that's giving. Many of us know that Jesus said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. In fact, when we give, we're participating in our Christ-likeness because God is by nature a giver. He so loved you and me that He gave His only begotten Son. If you believe in me and believe that this broadcast is helping people, I wanna ask you, just open up your heart to the Holy Spirit. Just give as He leads you to give. I can promise you this, in so doing, you'll be conformed to the image of Christ, who is a giver, and you'll be blessed, beloved, for your obedience to God. I love you, and I wanna thank you for your love and financial gifts today. It makes this program possible. That's right, it does make this program possible, and it's exciting to see how Jesus is reaching people of every age and every background. We're truly so grateful for every person who's joined with us on this journey of helping people all across the world to discover the Jewish Jesus. To partner with us this year, sign up online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 800-777-7835. And you can also become a monthly partner by joining us and giving a donation each month on the Rabbi Schneider app as well. Your financial support, it really makes a difference, not only here locally, but all around the world. In 2022, we began broadcasting Rabbi's messages in Spanish, which has extended our influence in Hispanic communities in North, Central, and South America. And this is just part of our mission to touch hearts and lives with the transformative power of the gospel. But we could not do this without you. And that's why we've set aside the entire month of February to celebrate you our faithful partners. And when you join our monthly partners in this mission, we'll send you Rabbi Schneider's message of the month, and it's also available as a digital download. And we'll also make sure that you receive our latest newsletter. It's designed to help you keep the mission and purpose of our partnership at the forefront of your mind. To send your monthly contribution in the mail, write to us at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. And now as we head into the weekend, let's wrap up with a special and sacred blessing from Rabbi Schneider. The ironic blessing in the book of Numbers chapter 6 is not a blessing that comes from an impersonal being out there somewhere in the heavens. This special blessing comes from a person, Yahweh God Almighty, our creator and maker. So receive God's blessing into your life right now. Yahweh 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 
פניו אליך, ואשם לך. Shalom. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Let our prayer team pray for you. Submit your prayer request or testimony at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also connect with us on your social media outlets to stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries, and I'm Dustin Roberts. Join us again next week when Rabbi Schneider shares some advice for what to do when people hurt you. That's Monday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.